All right, what's up, everybody? It's Keefe, and you're watching another edition of GhostColdMag.com's Weekly Ritual, our weekly rock and metal news show, everywhere on the web, streaming all over the place, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, as well as hanging out on the gram and over on TikTok. Thanks for being here. All people are checking in, all manner of people. We're here to... Catch you up on the week of rock and metal news. Tons of stuff to go over, so I'm going to try to go quickly through this one. Huge, huge week in releases. Seems like everybody either announced their new record this week or booked a tour or a festival for 2024. So if you're a rock and metal fan, the eating is good. Here is the layout of the show. This is what we typically do. We do the announcements. We run down the major news stories, starting with metal festivals, rock and metal festivals, then all the major tours and one-off shows that you need to know about. Then we run down a bunch of news this week. It'll be a little shorter. And then um, suddenly I'm all itchy. And then uh, I don't know why. And then uh, after that, we're going to drop something cool we got in the mail and then uh, bounce. We're going to bounce. I got a concert to go to after this. So Let's get going. Uh, as always, we like to say the best experience for this is on YouTube or uh, Instagram or Twitch or Facebook. But if you're on YouTube in particular or one of these other things, drop us a donation, a super chat, a super thanks. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, your questions will go to the front. We will probably answer Everybody else's stuff. Dillinger Compound is here. We got some Dillinger escape plan related news later in the show if you stick around. I'm sure you know what it is if you're in that group, uh, but I am. Anywho, let's uh, dispense with the pleasantries, add in the deck. There we go. That's right. And uh, yeah, let's do this thing and take a sip of my liquid death. How's everybody doing out there in the uh, interwebs? It's been, uh, it's a crazy time in the world. And so I sincerely hope everybody's okay. Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Roadburn. Uh, Piercing Metal is here. What's up? My buddy Ken is here. Angela. MC Photography. How are you? Zach Ostrowski. I think you've been here before. Uh, some folks are checking in on the gram and TikTok. Yeah, very excited about some of the Roadburn news and other stuff here. So let us get to it. Uh, that's the wrong date already, but uh, the housekeeping and then the announcements. That's what we did here so far. So let's uh, blast into the announcements. There's a whole bunch of them. And we start usually with our features, but let's do some other stuff here first. We got to 800,000 views on YouTube. So stoked. Uh, this is a major achievement of uh, for us. We have had our channel the entire time of Ghost Cult, but really it's only been the last four or five years we really honed our craft and work hard at being content creators on specifically on YouTube. So if you've come here from our YouTube content, like our interviews with bands like High Lung and Coven and Fat Mike and NoFX, I, I thank you. And if you're here for some of our other places or just followers of our website, thank you so much. Thanks, Nikki Woodmancy, for following us. We really appreciate it. Uh, we are your source for rock and metal news. We like to consider ourselves the not sucky metal sucks, not a burn. Um, will the Dillinger compound compound asks, will the pre Greg P 
Puciato or Pukiato. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Era reunite in 2024. I'm going to say no. And I'll tell you why later in the show when we get to that story. I'm going to say no. Uh, especially because there's been a little bit of beef in the press between Ben and Greg. Very, I did not have that on my bucket list. Greg already has a very busy year coming next year. Um, so we're on all the socials, but I know people are sick of social media, but obviously this show is based in and around social media. We're on all the things, all the usual places and spaces. We've been posting very heavily on our usual stuff, doing a lot of video content on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok, but also, also threads, blue sky, Mastodon doesn't seem like it has anybody there anymore. Uh, you know, X, Twitter, whatever, Facebook, etc. If you are interested in skipping all the socials and just having a feed of all our content, our website posts and our cool video content and interviews shipped directly to your cell phone or your computer, consider following us on our Discord at Ghost Cult Mag or on Reddit at our thread, our private thread. It's not private, it's public on Ghost at Ghost Cult Mag on Reddit. I'm a big fan of Reddit. Some people have found us through Reddit. I know, man. I'm so excited, uh, possessed that you are here. Very excited for your show coming up in the Bay Area very soon. We saw you a couple of months ago with Suicidal, a month and a half ago, and uh, five weeks ago. And uh, we're looking forward to maybe some new possessed music in 2024. We're so excited for it. It's been a minute. All righty. Um, let's see. What else? What else? I'm also on Twitch. Um, still promising and threatening to do some custom content for Twitch. It's coming. Let's see what else. All right. So uh, this week, the big deal, the big news here is we're doing our album of the year countdown. Ghost Cult's entire global staff of writers, photographers, correspondents, everybody voted. It's not my list. It's everybody's list on the team. And we voted, we reviewed over 600 records in 2023 by the end of the year, 600 plus by the last day of the year. We will have done, we voted on them and we ended up, I think the total albums voted on unique individual albums that got votes was 280 something. And then we narrowed that down to 75. And now we've been counting down all week from 75 to two. And tomorrow we will reveal the number one album. So stay tuned to our podcast. It's usually where we leak stuff first on our podcast. And then, uh, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we, uh, We'll bring you number one tomorrow. It's going to be, I think, a surprise to many people. Uh, I was in Berkeley, and it's all good, bro. It's all good. Um, do you have any tips on finding band members? Uh, you know, I played in bands for many, many years. I haven't for a long time. And, you know, being in a band, you have to, it's not just about talented people or people who like the same kind of music as you. You have to be goal orientated. Maybe you don't have to be. I feel like you have to be goal orientated to do anything in music, even just play locally. You got to have your shit organized. You got to have, have it together. Some suggestions would be obviously you want people, I mean, if you're a bedroom musician and you just make riffs and songs and you send them out all over the world, you could do that on Reddit. You can do that on Discord. You can jump into Facebook groups and find like-minded people. If you're trying to find somebody in your hometown to jam with, it's harder. And you got to, again, split up the responsibility, really care, 
even if you're not trying to make it air quotes and make records and you're just trying to be a band and make music for fun and play out, it still takes a lot of work and unity. Uh, one thing I can suggest to you, and I'll link it in the description when this is over, um, or maybe I can do it before it's over. We have uh, Ghost Cult founded a free music marketing Facebook group, which anyone can join. Now, I'll let you know that uh, we don't allow any spam there. So this is not a group for you to drop links to your videos and your, your streams. There's a ton of places for that. This group is to ask for help. Like, how do I do social media? How do I do Facebook ads? How do I do How do I do prep PR for myself if I can't afford to pay someone? So this is really crucial. Uh, I'm going to just drop this in here in the description on YouTube. And there's all kinds of music industry people in that group as well. So I think it's pretty killer. All right, moving along. Pharma Divers here. What is up? What is up? Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, thank you for the Wednesday 13 coverage. Pharma Diver is one of our fantastic photographers here. Ghost Cult, I will see you hopefully in the new year. All right, moving right along, continuing on. So we did our album of the year stuff. If you care about the best albums of 2023, check out all our coverage, podcasts, website posts, social media. There'll be a video, all the things. We also did a feature, Show No Mercy, Slayer's debut album turned 40 this week, and we wrote a big feature on it. You can check that out. I think there's also a photo here of the Slayer, Show No Mercy, deluxe, expanded, vinyl, everything out now on Metal Blade Records. Uh, it's a, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting, uh, the history of Slayer, if you're if you're down. So yeah, good to see you all here. Good to see you all here. Um, also, also in case you missed it, we have some KISS news coming up, but we did a roundtable discussion with a bunch of other metal website bloggers, journalists, content creators, and a musician. And we talked about the end of KISS and the final tour dates ever of KISS. And we speculated on KISS's future. This is before we knew what happened at the end of the last shows. That's coming up soon. But uh, that's a fun watch here on the channel. It's actually the pinned post on our channel. Uh, yes, I know, Pharma Diver, 40 years for all these bands. Metallica's 43 years old. Slayer's first album is 40 years old. Uh, Overkill is 43, 44 years old. Swans is 40 years old. There's a lot of bands out there that are progress. Agnostic Front is 45 years old, basically. Wild. Uh, and now into some sad news this week. The, um, this is a bummer. Denny Lane, you, you know him best from his time in Paul McCartney's Wings, but Denny Lane was a legendary music in you know just a legendary figure in classic rock and I, I think his uh impact can't be denied or you know lessened he he was uh, a early member of the moody blues before they went progressive rock and then denny lane joined wings and he was basically the guitar he not only played all the paul mccartney solo stuff he also had to have the gargantuan task of playing a bunch of Beatles songs with paul crazy uh great guy passed away after an illness i think he was 76 also, also this week, this is a terrible bummer. This is the, this is, um, oh gosh, I left my notes off. I'm sorry, I'm having a technical problem on top of everything else. Uh, my camera is getting wonky. I hope it doesn't die. The battery seems to be on nil. 
Um, sorry, recovering, recovering. Miles Goodwin here uh, was the original singer of April Wine, pretty great heavy metal rock band, and he died this week after an illness. He had gone solo and left the band. The band continues to play on without him. Owl Maker is here. I never see Owl Maker here on social media. Good to see you. Thanks for joining. I was wearing my Turkey Vulture shirt last week on the Glacially Musical podcast. Talk about that in a second. Um, so, yeah, rest in peace, Miles Goodwin. Uh, also, just uh, December 8th, always a tough time in the world of music. A uh, particularly tough time for me would be my mother's birthday tomorrow or as you're watching this on the replay. So my mom's birthday was December 8th. There's some pictures of my mom and my dad and my family and uh, just always uh, gives me pause. I have now lived more of my life without my mom than uh, with. So it kind of sucks. Your cousin managed April Wine for a long time. Hey, Reverend Metal is here. My best friend in the whole world. How you doing? Uh, just uh, catching up, people. If you were watching this on uh, one of the other channels, I have some pictures up of my mom since tomorrow is her birthday. The Sag forever. Uh, she was awesome, and it sucks. The world sucks without her. Uh, anywho, moving along. Everybody else knows December 8th in the music world as the day Dimebag Daryl was murdered 19 years ago tomorrow, or as you're watching this. and. Um, yeah, just really sad. Can't believe it's going to be 20 years next year. Uh, a lot of people are very divided about the Pantera reunion or Pantera tribute. Rob Caggiano, what's up, brother? My Bronx homie, uh, two of my Bronx homies in the chat. My best friend, Reverend Metal, and Rob Caggiano, what up? From the Tremont section of the Bronx, if I'm not mistaken. I am from the hood. Worse than that. Uh, also, December 8th, not only remembered for Dimebag Daryl's passing, uh, also the day John Lennon was also murdered. What a terrible coincidence. I remember watching Monday Night Football when I was eight years old in my, in my probably my underoos, and uh, Howard Cosell had to announce that uh, John Lennon was dead. That totally sucked. That sucked balls. Uh, also this week, this is another sad one. We were informed that Quint Meerbeek, the drummer of Body Farm, a really great Dutch death metal band and a bunch of other bands he had been in. He was the co-founder and drummer, Quint. He died after a several-year illness. Uh, just very sad. A lot of people are, lo are, le are losing a lot of rock soldiers in the world. It kind of hurts. Uh, but anyway, am I, uh, Vani on TikTok asks if I am a Pink Floyd lover. I am the Pink Floyd lover. I'm Pink Floyd is actually as much of a metalhead as I have been since I'm a kid. I love Pink Floyd. is my favorite band ever. And uh, yeah, love me some Pink Floyd. Uh, we talk a lot about Pink Floyd on my other podcast that I'll bring up in a second. Moving right along. Let's see. So Quint, that's a that's a rough one. Uh, and then on to some features we did beside the Slayer and beside the Kiss Roundtable. Uh, this is an interview we actually ran earlier in the year just as a podcast. And uh, this is Leather Leone, who had a, an album out late in 2022, We Are the Chosen. Uh, and it is an amazing heavy metal record. Leather is a 40-year career in heavy metal, like the American Doro, but that's not even fair to her because she's a great legend in her own right. But for those that aren't familiar with her, if you love Doro and Halford and Priest and Maiden, you will love Leather. She was the lead singer of Chasten for a long time, led by David Chasten, the incredible 
shreddy guitar player. So Leather, great chatting with her. We re-ran this interview on our YouTube. You can check it out here if you want to watch it, but it's on our podcast. Sub Scooter, thank you very much. I hope you have a very great Christmas and a new year as well. Uh, 2023 has been a, a ball breaker and a rough one, lost a friend and, uh, had some great times and some sad times. So I'm hoping everyone out there, whatever your feelings are, uh, whatever your feelings are out there, I do hope you, uh, have a peaceful one. Robert, uh, Wintermute on TikTok is asking about power trip. I did. We covered the power trip story. Uh, just for those that don't know, I think I had so many things to cover in the tour section. I shrunk the news section a little. But in terms of Power Trip, so so Fugitive is a band that contains former members of Power Trip. As you know, Riley Gale of Power Trip died some years ago. We had uh, an interview with him that still gets a lot of traffic and hits that people find us for. You might have come here because of our Power Trip interview with Riley. I hung out with Riley in at Duff's in Brooklyn, New York, Duff's Alcohol Abuse Center bar. And uh, he was just an incredible, smart caring, good person, died sadly and tragically to me. Uh, and so Fugitive is a new band that has members of uh, a bunch of Texas bands, including Power Trip members and Creeping Death members. And they played a big festival in Austin, Texas last week. And after their Fugitive set, they were joined by another vocalist and they came on and played four Power Trip songs, including like their biggest tracks. Um then Riley's family got wind of that, that this happened. This was in, in Austin. Riley's family and Riley lived in Dallas. And they felt like, well, the band didn't do this. It wasn't sanctioned. No one asked them. They felt kind of hurt. They voiced their displeasure on social media. Then there was a huge backlash. Like, listen, not for nothing, the family is not in the band. That We all miss Riley and love Riley. But maybe the family doesn't have any jurisdiction over this. And, you know, like, again, it's like the Pantera thing. Can Phil and Rex be Pantera? It's hard without the brothers, but it's also their band too. So, you know, I kind of equate it to that. Then the family was shocked by the backlash and put out an additional statement saying, look, it's not about money. We just would like to have been asked and consulted. It wasn't a formal show at that much. I mean, they did print a set list that had their logo on it, but like, it's not like, you know, they knew they were doing it. They practiced, I'm sure. They got together. They went for it. I, I saw the video. It was really awesome. But, like, I don't think it's like they didn't announce a tour and sell merch without talking to the family. They just did an impromptu little set. I don't think it's a big deal. So, Leather Leon, go check that interview out for you heavy metal lovers. Um, said, said Sarah music is here. Hello. Hello, said Sarah on Instagram. Hello, Freddie Cash. What's up? Good to see you. Uh, also this week, a brand new interview. If you like punk rock, this is Tess and the Details. Their brand new album, Runaway, their debut album, full length, is out now. Tess had put out some other records as a solo artist. She's a Bay Area artist. I got to see her in person at a show open for Dan Andriano. Uh, you probably know from Ebo and Punk Circles. And Tess's new album is incredible. We interviewed Tess and Gideon from the band, talked about their origins, songwriting. She's on TikTok. She's on Instagram. She's awesome at social media. You should give her a follow. Tess F. Stevens or Tess in the Details. And if you like really catchy, awesome punk rock, Tess is the move. One of my favorite records of this year for punk. Also, also, as you know, we have podcasts. So the Ghost Coat Magazine podcast, you get our album of the year stuff there. 
discussions about the albums and the countdown. There's interviews. Sometimes we have exclusive interviews and other content that goes just to the podcast. Go check us out where you listen to podcasts. Give us a rating. We appreciate it. Also, also part of the Ghost Cult Podcast Network is the Heavy Business Podcast brought to you by C-Squared Marketing. Similar to that Facebook group I mentioned at the top of the show, free advice for DIY bands, interviews with music experts and band people to give you some information you need to help you with your music career. I was a guest there. I'll be on again next week, and that'll run sometime probably by the end of the year. Also, also, I mentioned the Glacially Musical Podcast, Beer, Metal, and Swearing. I'm the co-host along with host Nick Cameron. We just started a new series on DRI, and tonight at midnight, Pacific, the next episode on DRI runs where we talk about dealing with it, their second full-length album. Uh, this is already live wherever you listen to podcasts, but don't interrupt this show to go listen to it, but maybe after. Uh, Glacially Musical has a lot less subscribers than Ghost Cult, so we would like it if you subscribe to Glacially Musical also. And then finally, just some final details here before we move on to the news. Lamb Goat Media, you guys know Lamb Goat. They're a sister website to us. We're, we're not related, but we do business with them. They have an advertising network that we are a part of. So when you see ads on our site, sometimes they're from Lamb Goat's ad network, which has other awesome sites like No Echo for you hardcore fans, New Metal Agenda, This Day in Metal, very popular channel, Metal Insider, Lots of cool, you know, lots of cool groups there pooling our resources to help bands out. So check out them if you need to advertise your stuff. We also have ads here at Ghost Cult. You can DM me about a rate card. Uh, Grave Next Door is here. I have a Grave Next Door story. I hope that's Patrick. Uh, if not, let me know from the band who that is. Pat, if it's you, I hope you're feeling well. And better, I know you're struggling and having some issues, but uh, my thoughts are with you, brother. Also, also, if you need stickers for your band, the place to go is Sticker Mule. And if you use our code at the link in our description or our link tree or our bios, you get $10 off your first order. We get $10 off our next order. So we have an affiliate partnership with Sticker Mule. We do They do die-cut stickers of any kind, any shape, anything, but also coasters, magnets, keychains, padded mailers for your cassettes and your CDs, everything cool. Go check out Sticker Mule at the. Hey Patrick, I'm I'm so glad to see you here. Um, I hope you're hanging in there. <laughs> Word. Again, the link is in our bio. If you need some stickers from Sticker Mule, I highly vouch for them. All right, that's a whole mouthful of uh, announcements. Moving right along. Uh, just a. Uh, uh, oh, okay, here's the. News. I don't know why there was a picture of Power Wolf there, but here's the news rundown. It's time for some festival news. We're gonna rock it. Uh, again, how it feels entering a festival, how it feels leaving. Uh, every goddamn festival announced something this week. It's crazy. I'm going to try to blast through this. All right. Download Festival had already announced this huge, massive lineup. And then they announced Limp Bizkit joined the lineup. We've got some more Limp Bizkit news coming up soon. But uh, Limp Bizkit continues to tour behind their album. Still sucks. Keep thinking they're going to put out another single or an EP maybe next year. Not sure. No confirmation. But they had been working on new music and said it wouldn't be a long wait for another record. Outside Noise is here. My man Yoshira Yoda is here. What's up, Yoshira? Um... Uh, Anyway, Sonic Temple Festival announced their huge lineup. Disturbed, Misfits, Pantera, Slipknot at the top of the bill. Again, this will be Slipknot's second show with their potential new drummer, not Jay Weinberg because he was fired. 
pretty big lineup there. Uh, Sonic Temple, one of the biggest rock festivals and metal festivals in America. Not as underground, a lot of butt rock, but some good bands. So definitely the Danny Wimmer festivals are always a good time. Better Lovers will be a grass pop. I've got I got the Better Lovers tour news coming up in just a second. Roadburn did get announced this week. And they, uh, I mean, they've been announced, but they now announced a slew of bands. We've covered Roadburn. Literally, Ghost Cult was invented to create to cover Roadburn. We were founded in Tilburg, the hometown of Roadburn in the Netherlands. We still have some people there. We just covered um we just covered uh Carpenter Brute and uh, Perturbator in Roadburn at the at, in Tilburg at the venue Roadburn takes place at 013. I have been to Roadburn. It was amazing. A uh, huge lineup announcement. Uh, check Ghost Cult for the full lineup. Also, also Helsinki Metal Festival announced their lineup: Aventasia, Creator, Hammerfall, Satyricon, DSI, Doro. Tons of bands. This is crazy. Crazy good lineup. So need to get over to Europe. America, you got to step up your game and start doing more festivals like Europe. We're starting to get some good ones. Maryland Death Fest is coming back this May. Full Terror uh, Metal Assault is in September, but like we don't quite have the volume they do. Also, also Beyond the Gates, which already had made a full announcement of, with their headliners, Behemoth, Satyricon, Watane, Venom, they have announced a special, two special events this week. One is two sets, two special career-spanning sets from Satyricon at the infamous Greek Holland venue. Greek Holland is where concerts take place, but also where a lot of the classic first and second wave black metal albums were made. Because it was also it's also a recording studio. Chris A2 is here, or II, I'm not sure. It's lowercase. And also they're doing an all-star tribute on the last day of Beyond the Gates Festival to Bathory and Corthon, also at the Greek Holland. So very, very cool news from Beyond the Gates. That takes place in Norway next summer. I'm, I also have talked many times on the show about Inferno Festival next March. I wouldn't like to get to one of those, but we'll see. Also, also, Crew World Festival. Crew World Festival, get your black hair dye and your black nails painted and go out to see the sad and mopey Crew World Festival with Duran Duran, Interpol for some reason, Blondie, Simple Minds, Placebo, Soft Cell, Adamant, Ministry playing like their very first album for some reason. They've only done it once before. Jesus and Mary Chain who have a new album out, Gary Newman, and a whole bunch more. So crazy. That's a crazy festival for you goths and you bods and you 80s fans. Probably some Gen Xers will be there for sure. All the Gen Xers. All right. Desert Fest London announced a huge update to their lineup for the spring. Check them out. We've usually covered a lot of the Desert Fests. Definitely go give them some love. Also, also, this looks really cool. The Bearded Theory Festival was announced with, it's kind of like a lot of punk and alternative bands. So Jane's Addiction, Emil and the Sniffers, who I think are Bay Area based here near me, Future Islands, Seaford Mods, or Sleaford Mods, sorry, I think that's a British band, Orbital, Dinosaur Jr., Bob Villain, New Model Army, who are back, Wargasm, that's the UK Wargasm, not the Boston Thrash Wargasm, get your own name, guys, Punk Rock Factory, Ferocious Dog, and a bunch of others, that looks really fun, that's going to take place in June, right in the same town where Download happens, Catton Hall in Derbyshire. We told you last week about the debut of La Onda Festival. La Onda 
which is the a sister festival to Bottle Rock Napa we've covered before. And they did announce their whole lineup. I don't have the poster handy, but I did want to mention that Mana, one of the greatest Latinx rock bands in the world, is one of the headliners of La Onda. So that's going to take place the week after Bottle Rock in the first weekend of June. And it's going to be bananas, Spanish music, Spanish culture, Spanish food, all taking place in Napa. It's a beautiful festival grounds. It's intimate, but it's not too crazy. Crazy Fox is here. Speaking of crazy, we, hey, haven't heard from you in a while. We've uh, covered some stuff with you in the past. Good to see you here. Uh, all right. Also, this just got announced today. This is the Mutants Fest or the Mutants Monster Fest. And this is crazy, like a lot of Stoner Doom and Psychedelic Rock. John Garcia of Caius fame is going to play an entire Caius Fest plus hits from his own career solo you need a slow burn. You know all the bands. Weed Eater is going to be there. Telekinetic Yeti, Spirit Adrift, so many fun bands. And uh, that's just the first announcement. That's down in Arkansas next spring, summer. So that's really cool. I just, just posted that news. Uh, the Cold Blood Festival got announced with a particularly soft spot in my heart for Etel Concrete. F the world because the world f me. Trying not to get demonetized here by YouTube. Too bad. Uh, so basically a punchy, punchy, fighty, fighty, hardcore fest. Very cool lineup. Commoner, yo, partner, what's up? Also, also, time to rock festival, which happens in Sweden. Uh, Sweden's coolest rock festival since 2006. They added a bunch of new bands, including Doro and Amaranth and others. So that looks a lot of fun, a lot of heavy metal and Amorphous is there. I mean, like, a lot of cool bands. All right, that's all the festivals. Oh, my goodness. I probably missed a couple, but that's as many as I can. You know, Chrissy on TikTok, we love Doro so much. I did my Doro impersonation last week. I have interviewed Doro a few times. I'm a huge fan. She's a big supporter of us. I hope we'll interview her again sometime. She's got a brand-new album out this year that's totally killer, and she is celebrating 40 years since she founded Warlock. And her solo career has been since the late 80s, early 90s. So Bay Explora, Exploria is here. Hello. Uh, so yeah, time for some concert stuff. Jane's Addiction, who are coming back with a new album next year, have announced their first tour of Europe and the UK in eight years since their last reunion tour started to happen. So yeah. Big, big times. Big, big times. By the way, fun fact about Liquid Death that I'm drinking. This isn't it. So Liquid Death had a, uh, a iced tea blend called Armless Palmer, right? Uh, like a pun on the golfer Arnold Palmer. The Arnold Palmer is iced tea and lemonade mixed, right? That's with alcohol. And, you know, you've seen it as a drink, a soft drink, a, a tea drink you can buy for years and years. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh for years and years, you, uh, you've you been able to get that. And basically, Arizona Iced Tea owns the trademark on Arnold, Arnold Palmer, the, the drink, the drink. So they threatened to sue Liquid Death. So they renamed the entire thing Dead Millionaire as a dig at them. I think it's pretty hilarious. Uh, Arizona Iced Tea will save your life, man. 99 cents for a giant can of sugar. But, you know, if you're thirsty and you got a dollar only to your pocket, you don't you can't get a water. Sometimes an Arizona iced tea will do the trick. Um, fun times. Late stage capitalism in effect. But uh, good for Liquid Death. We're big fans. Red Hot Chili Peppers announced more tour dates 
supporting the two albums they released last year that I didn't think were that great, but Chili's are always fun live. Bunch of bunch of openers, including Kid Cudi, Ice Cube, Ken Carson, uh, and a few others. Uh, so they're doing a bunch of a bunch of headline dates as well as some festivals. So that's kind of cool. Gore has announced the Age of Befuddlement tour with Cancer Bats, who I love. They never come to America. They did a brief tour of America last year. Cancer Bats, X-Cops, and Fuming Mouth. Props to Fuming Mouth, one of my favorite bands. One of my favorite records of 2023 is Fuming Mouth's new record. You should check it out. It's brutal. Dear and Gray is back. I believe this is the precursor to them announcing new music. And they have announced a tour of Europe. So this is Europe. Uh, can America be far behind, especially if they're putting a record out? Always a great band. Uh, here's Decapitated, Incantation, Nervosa, and another band I can't read your uh, illegible logo. And uh, yeah, um, they have announced a tour of Europe, the Nihil Nihility Tour of Europe 2024. Uh, unsure how this co uh, coincides with Machine Head's tour dates. We've got some Machine Head news coming up soon. Uh, Machine Head is doing a huge world tour, basically with Fear Factory and and Vogue. Uh, Vogue Kielta of Decapitated is the lead guitarist of Machine Head. So we'll see what happens. I'm not sure if Machine Head's going to have to get a somebody else to support them. Hey, Breed. This one goes out to you, Michael. Hatebreed has announced a residency of three shows at Amityville Music Hall. Amityville Music Hall is like the size of this room. Uh, I've been there. Uh, but super cool for Hatebreed to take it back to their roots, celebrating 30 years of the band. 30, yeah, like um, maybe not quite, maybe almost 30 years of the band. Uh, I mean, Jamie Jocelyn would be like 14 in, in 1994, but uh, whatever, uh, or 15. Uh, so pretty cool show to see Hatebreed. If you love Hatebreed, get to Long Island and see them in an intimate place. I wonder if this is a, they're also doing Milwaukee Metal Fest, which Jamie Josta runs and owns. So very cool. Probably a lot of stuff going on with the Hatebreed camp next year. Maybe even a new album. I don't know. Uh, it's been a couple years. Also, also the Decibel Tour was announced. This is always interesting because these are usually bigger bands. But I was super impressed at this lineup. This is, uh, sorry, this is uh, usually two posters associated with this. Holder, who is like a awesome, gnarly black metal band. Worm. Uh, these are really underground bands compared to usually who's at the top of this bill. So shout out to them, to the Decibel Tour. And uh, looks like it's going country, coast to coast, Sacramento and back again. So to the, to the, from the west to the east. So look pretty cool. Anyway. Taking Back Sunday is celebrating 30 years and all their classic albums, and they announced the tour for 2024. Uh, they also are kind of due for a new album, but I think a lot of bands right now, touring is very lucrative if you're doing an anniversary tour or some kind of album playthrough. It surely pays the bills. Anyway, uh, speaking of Limp Bizkit, they announced the Loserville tour with Bones Eddie Baker, Xavier Wolf, and Nate No Face, and Corey Feldman, who I met briefly at Riot Fest. Uh, Limp Bizkit again. Maybe a new record next year, maybe not, but the demand is huge for them right now to tour and uh, be seen. 
So lots of luck there if you're a fan of new metal. Uh, Bowling for Soup Lit and the Dolly Rots announced the tour. Bowling for Soup has been doing a lot of historical anniversary album playthrough tours and things like that. Uh, I We have an interview coming up with Jarrett from Bowling for Soup that I did at Riot Fest. I expect that to run hopefully by the end of the year. We're a little backed up on some of our interview content. Uh, Frank Turner and the Sleeping Souls announced their Lost Evenings 7 edition. This is going to take place in Toronto, as you see the Maple Leaf there, if you're watching this with the deck. And uh, four, four nights in a row, four completely unique and individual shows from Frank Turner. Very cool. I got to meet Frank Turner also at Riot Fest. He was adorable and lovely and really tall in person. All right, Yob is playing some of their final shows of the year th th this weekend in Eugene, Washington. And this is the special poster for that show or those shows. Pretty gnarly. Yob is slowly working on new music, probably done next year, but maybe the year after. One of my favorite bands in the world, you may not believe it as a metal guy, is Dresden Dolls. I'm a big Amanda Palmer fan. They are playing in L.A. this weekend and San Francisco New Year's Eve. These are the final shows of the year. They are working on a new album. Amanda Palmer has dropped recently new music as well as a new EP coming, a solo EP. So if you're a big fan of the cabaret art punks, Dresden Dolls. They also were at Riot Fest. A lot of Riot Fest bands just happened. Do I listen to King, King Gizzard? Yes, I do. And uh, if you check out the Ghost Cult Magazine album of the year countdown, BR on TikTok, King Gizzard is in our countdown. I won't tell you where. You'll have to check out the whole countdown to find out. But the posts are on our website. The podcasts are on the podcast. And there'll be a video here soon on YouTube and maybe Instagram. We'll find out. Uh, all right. Impending Doom. It's got a bunch of shows next weekend. That's the uh, sort of death metal-y, deathcore band on Monarch Heavy Records. They are playing two headline shows as well as supporting Bleeding Through in their big, massive two, one of their two shows in L.A., L.A. area. So very, very cool for Impending Doom. Trying to send somebody out to that. Glassjaw just announced a 30th anniversary tour and their L.A. show at the Observatory, speaking of Southern California, will include support from Zulu, which is very cool. Glass, Glassjaw is kind of like the, one of the very first post-hardcore bands along with Quicksand and uh, another Long Island band. We, we've covered them a bunch, too. All right, Ex Mortis continues to do their headline tour. Just shouting it out that there's about a week left on this tour. Ex Mortis, Generation Kill featuring Rob Dukes, formerly of Exodus. Uh, Hatriot, the sons of uh, Zetro from Exodus, as well as Claustrophobia, the great Brazilian thrash metal band now based here in the States in Las Vegas. What a killer lineup, one, two, three, four bands. And uh, just killer, go see that. Ex Mortis put out one of the best thrash albums of the year this year, Faux Show. The show. Uh, this is fun. This was a, a gif that didn't work. But if you're in the Chicago area tomorrow, Riot Fest is doing kind of a pop-up holiday party with free merch and uh, all kinds of cool Riot Fest related things. So if you're in the Chicago area and you like punk and alternative rock, this is a cool thing to go do. And it is free. You can sign up at riotfest.com. That's at the Logan Arcade, 6 to 11. Oh, it's actually next week. Sorry, the 15th. I got my dates wrong. All right. Moving right along, more tour dates. Agnostic Front and Murphy's Law kick off a new tour tomorrow. 
playing all next week and up until the 18th, starting in Amityville, I believe also at Amityville Music Hall, and going all the way to Atlanta. So Agnostic Front, man, United Blood, 40 years of Agnostic Front. So cool, so cool. If you get a chance to go to Las Vegas and go to the Punk Rock Museum, they have the original the original Doc Martens of Agnostic Front from the Victim in Pain original photo. Incendiary Device. I'm Incendiary. If you know that reference, I'll give you a dollar. Uh, incendiary Device has booked a bunch of tour dates. I believe this is for late in the year. Very fun. Swans is on tour in Europe. They announced a whole bunch of tour dates for next year. Uh, they are still supporting their new album on their own record label. That album also factors into our Albums of the Year countdown. You have to check it out to find out where. Nardcore, bro. All right. Yeah, Chrissy knows. Almost Famous. That's one of my favorite movies. Um, you know, you got to be honest and unmerciful. That's my my mantra. Uh, again, Tess in the details. We we're talking about my interview with her at the top of the show. Tess in the details is having their record release show at my one of my favorite places, bottom of the hill. Uh, State Falls is opening along with Strange Men, a band I don't know, but I'm going to probably be there a week from tomorrow at bottom of the hill to support Tess. Uh, nice poster. Uh, my Iron Maiden flag. Yes, definitely. Uh, I'm on a bunch of different things here. I got camera up here. TikTok here on the left and the gram right in front of me. So um, sorry if I'm not staring directly into your soul, but I can't. I can't look at all three things at once. It's distracting. Uh, all right. Uh, moving right along. This poster is amazing. If you're watching this on the streamers, Rebel Maddox's new poster looks like the LA Raiders logo, but instead of a pirate, it's James Brown. Uh, get down. Uh, they kick off a brief run of tour dates next week in Atlanta. And they also were announced for that uh, Mutants of the Monster Festival in Arkansas next year. So they're going to go open for John Garcia and Weed Eater and Telekinetic Yeti. Killer Band, Rebelmatic, all kinds of things. All the things. Such a big fan of those folks. If you're in the L.A. area this weekend, tonight... In the Southern California area, the Sons of Liberty T-Saw are doing a big anniversary tour themselves. Sucker Punch Productions is putting on the show. That's a pretty cool name. And this, uh, I love this uh, poster with like the Statue of Liberty with like, uh, you know, facepalm. Let's keep it going full steam. Armored Saint has announced a bunch of North American tour dates still waiting for an Armored Saint brand new album and an Armored Saint DVD release next year. Also, John Bush told me in an interview a year and a half ago he had made a lot of progress on us. New supergroup and a solo album. All these things are going to happen. He also talked about doing an Anthrax 30th anniversary tour that sadly never happened. I really had hoped there would be interest in a John Bush solo tour where he would perform the music of Anthrax because they don't really do that music much when his era of the band, which is a shame because he was in the band for over 10 years and they sold the most records almost of their whole career when he was there. Um, all right. Off is kicking off a new series of tour dates. This is a poster for their New Year's Eve show, but they have a whole tour booked. Um, the Arson Choir, hey, what up, what up? The Troubadour on Sunday, no kidding. I kind of wish I, you know, it's like, I don't love LA, but I kind of wish that I did. 
sometimes. There's so many cool concerts there. I have no shortage of shows. There was like three shows on one day this week in San Francisco, and I was too busy with my day job to go. Um, <laughs> you told Omar. He, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's banana balls. I wish I could, sometimes I wish I was a little more mobile where I could get down to LA for like a weekend and back. I've done it a couple of times, but it's, it's challenging. Big ups to the Arson Choir, killer math rock progressive band from the LA area. Uh, big fan of the side band they have. Also, Cassetta. Should check Cassetta out if you love Dillinger Escape Plan and Converge. I bought the cassette of Cassetta. That's not a pun. That's the truth. Uh, yeah, nice to see you online, Chrissy. Always a fan. Um, all right. Mutoid Man is finally hitting the West Coast for a couple of shows. Nothing coming near me, but they are on tour supporting their new awesome album. Also, maybe in the countdown of the albums of the year, if you go look. Architects, uh, we got some Architects news. They dropped the new single. This is a, they announced kind of a whole run of tour dates, headline tour dates in Europe next year, as well as their next leg with Metallica takes off in the spring. So Architects having a very busy year coming right back with a new album already announced following their smashing acclaimed awesome record for those who wish to exist. I was a big fan. El Jora Perea is here also on Instagram. Didn't want to forget to say hi to you, friend. All right. All right. Hey, Papa Smalls is here. What's up, Papa Smalls? Good to see you on the tick of the talk. And you don't stop. Def Heaven Sunbay, their 10-year anniversary tour continues with Touche Amore and a bunch of openers. I am going to this show tonight right after this show, right after this stream is over. I'm literally heading out the door. I might have some tacos for dinner first, but I'm doors are at seven, so I better hurry it along, seven Pacific. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to see Def Heaven play Sunbather. I saw the first Def Heaven tour with Sunbather. Uh, I maybe even saw them before that with Roads to Judah at like a New England metal and hardcore festival where they played on the second stage for like 20 minutes. And then, uh, yeah, Sunbather Live is going to be killer. And I think maybe that's all they're doing is just Sunbather and maybe one song from another record. Uh, this is The Damned, rejoined by Ratscapes, their drummer. They are doing a farewell tour. They have been on tour for a while, and now they are doing a final tour of Australia. The great British punk band uh, is going to be so fun to see them. Adam Daniel says, stay in. I'm sorry, Adam. I like having fun. Um Mr. Bungle has been announcing a lot of shows, festivals, and tour dates, including Milwaukee Metal Fest. They announced a tour of Australia and New Zealand themselves, and now they have booked a Japanese tour. Uh, no word yet on who the direct support will be. They have been touring a lot with their label mates, the Melvins, who never seem to stop touring, but also seem to always have new music. So Bungle, very, very excited. Still not sure if uh, Mike Patton's ever going to bring back Fake No More. Future seems uncertain. Chicken a shirt is back. Hi, Chicken a shirt. I hope it's a metal shirt. I feel like it is if you're following Ghost Cult on Instagram. Good to see you. I will check out your profile after this and see what's up and show some love because I appreciate you popping up in our, our feed here a couple of times in our live streams. Moving on, uh, winding down the tour dates, Born of Osiris and Attila, uh, which is probably going to be like the domestic violence tour. I don't condone this kind of thing, but just Born of Osiris, Killer Band, Attila. Bronze is running for president. I don't know if you saw that like a month and a half ago. I don't know how serious he was. Um, interesting guy. And certainly like if you were, there was somebody here at the top of the show asking about uh, 
how do they make it in music or how do they, you know, how do they find band members? You know, that Franz is a guy who couldn't really find anybody else to play with. So he just did it himself. So I respect the hustle and I like the marketing and I like the music industry know-how. I'm not sure I love the music, but that's just me. It's just not for me. It's not for me. But that looks like a good tour, except for Attila. All right. That's all the tours and festivals. I'm sure I missed a couple of smaller ones, but that's a whole bunch of tours and festivals, man. Like 35 uh, 35 stories. Holy shit. I'm going to try to blast through these news stories and get out of here. All right. Judas Priest announced the full track listing of their upcoming new album today, Invincible Shield. Tickets are on sale now for their headline tour with Sabaton. They are announcing a bunch of festival dates. You saw Sonic Temple earlier. Um, brand new single out last week or two weeks ago. Uh, probably going to get at least one more or two more singles between now and the album's release in March on Epic Records. And it's going to truly be epic. I'm so excited for Priest. Kiss, man. We were talking about Kiss earlier. We did the Kiss Roundtable here on YouTube. And you can see a video from that on our Insta. And at the end of the final tour date ever, maybe not the final show ever, but the final tour date ever, Kiss announced they were going to transition to Avatars. I don't know that people are going to pay the high concert tickets to go see like a Kiss show of explosions and lights with like holograms or avatars i did see the do hologram tour and i didn't dislike it i thought it was needed some work but the like it was like a musical performance and a band was on stage people do played with i don't really know about just people paying a lot of money to go see kiss on a screen every day of the year all over the world that's what they think not so sure milky millennial is back hey milky millennial i i see you good to see you all right, Radiobot is a hard rock supergroup. We premiered their brand new music video today. Uh, Radiobot includes uh, Brett Scallions of Fuel. It's probably the guy you know the best, but also some really famous and killer producers, including the guy who was the uh, guy who is uh, known as uh, Scrap 60, Billy Harvey and Eddie Wall. Eddie Wall is from Scrap 60, produced a lot of metal bands. And heart and uh, rock bands, but uh, Radiobot's new, so, like animated music video for the, the This World's on Fire, it's really really funny and smart. Uh, they put out a Bob Dylan cover recently, and I uh, hope and imagine there'll be an EP or a full album next year. Brett Scallions even jumped onto our Facebook to thank us for premiering the video. I thought it was really nice that he is still personally connected to his fans. That's kind of cool. Fuel, kind of like that '90s '90s rock. Uh, this is a terrible story, and uh, if you've been following it online, let me know how you feel about this. This is uh, the person in the photo here was attacked at a hardcore show back in October. Uh, there was a hardcore festival in Austin, Texas, and this person came to the show in their furry costume, and they got punched out in the pit. But honestly, it was like less like moshing and more like an assault. Now, I understand that if you common sense would say like, hey, don't endanger yourself by, you know, impairing your ability to see things coming. But also you should be able to go to a show and be safe, even if you're on the edge of the mosh pit. This person literally like wound up and punched them like Hulk smash. They didn't they weren't just moshing and then incidentally hit somebody. Uh, and then uh, there's a GoFundMe launch for this person. Now we find out 
that Austin police are looking for the person that is the perpetrator in this assault. Listen, I love a lot of hardcore music and I accept that hardcore shows are violent and there's gonna, you're going to get hurt if you mosh or you're in the pit or near the pit. You could get hit. But I feel like, you know, we need to have, you know, these things need to be safe. They shouldn't be, uh, you know, you shouldn't go to a show and be, you know, suspect, subject to getting hurt. I don't think it's fair. Tell me how you feel about that. Drop a comment. Let me know. I think crowd killing is dumb. Straight up. This wasn't even a crowd kill, though. This was like a straight up assault. Uh, crowd killing, I understand that some people like it and they get off on it and they get off on having it done to them, I guess. I don't know about getting just straight up jabbing people in the face. I don't like it. I don't like it. All right, on to some better news. Uh, this is the debut graphic novel from Albert Bouchard. You might know him from Blue Oyster Cult. He is actually the cowbell guy in Blue Oyster Cult, but he's also uh, a legendary drummer, gar guitarist, singer, sang and wrote many of their greatest hits, including Imaginos, the album and songs. And he is putting out his debut graphic novel about the Imaginos story and character. This is incredible. I may buy this, just straight up buy it. I'm sure they would send me one if I asked them to. I interviewed Albert about a year ago. I would probably buy this. I love Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, to me, in my childhood, Blue Oyster Cult is in, as important to me as a Pink Floyd, a Black Sabbath, uh, you know, to me personally, Thin Lizzy, they're at the top for me, one of the best bands of the 70s. Uh, Devin Townsend gave yet another update on his new album. He's doing about one a week of these. He's got a podcast and he's got a series of videos where he's just kind of explaining every single step of his new album he's creating. So check that out. Did they help him? Uh, no, the bands, no one, none of actually the bands dropped in the comments and were picking on the person who got hurt and like, oh, I shouldn't come to the show. You should have expected to get hit. This, that, and the other thing, and dogging them. Uh, well, not cool. I don't think it's cool. It's very transgressive to punch down, you know, verbally and more. Uh, nope, the uh, Dillinger news is coming soon. Um, how do I feel about Tom Petty? Yeah, I have heard of Awesome Vell. I think we covered them at an underground festival because we have still a lot of British folks that do a lot of underground metal. Uh, how do I feel about Tom Petty being used in the in the uh, music of the GTA 6 trailer? I think it's cool. It's set in Florida where Tom Petty was from. It's kind of a deep cut, not a deep cut, but like his very first hit song that a lot of people don't know compared to some of their other music. I don't, you know, like um, all these rights of bands are being sold off and this is what they're being used for. Uh, and like I said, for the older head, I don't think like older heads that actually know the song would make the connection, but uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto has such a connection to music through those radio stations and those music releases that I think it's actually really cool that they used Tom Petty's music. And I think Tom probably would have liked it. I'm very sad. I uh, I never saw Tom Petty live. How about that? That's one of the few regrets that I have. I never saw Tom Petty. I never saw ACDC because um, I feel like it would be like the Walmart of fans. And I, uh, I never saw George Michael. Uh, not very metal, but I love George Michael and his vocals. Um, Disturbed guy would have helped the victim. I probably, I don't think Draymond's a bad guy. I'd like to interview him someday. I've never been able to, but uh, I think he's interesting. He's an interesting person. Anyway, uh, moving right along. Uh, this is a story that is kind of a couple of weeks old. Uh, as you know, the Osbournes, uh, Ozzy, Sharon, Jack, and Kelly have 
sort of uh, launched a podcast and they're doing a new one every week and they're resuscitating and rehashing and analyzing all their old shenanigans from the Aussie, the Osborne show. Nookie Millennial, I've only been to one concert in my life and it was Metallica. Yes. You asked the question last week about that and I applaud you. If you can only see one show ever, go see Metallica. Honestly, I know I sound like a shill, but uh, not going to front one of my favorite bands ever. And I saw them three times this year and they were great each time. Not bad, not okay, not great for old guys. Legitimately put on a great show. Maybe they can't do it every week because, you know, they're old guys and it's exhausting and hard to do what they do. But if it was easy, everybody else would. So one of the things revealed by this Osborne's podcast is uh, Costa Milan is here. Enter the Hollow is here. Good to see you again, Enter the Hollow. We know your band. Um, yeah, floor tickets are a pain in the ass. But I sat way up. And uh, at the last shows I went to in St. Louis, uh, we were way up at the top of the old football stadium dome. And it was like a super steep incline. And I live in San Francisco, and I'm a round individual and it was very difficult to get up there. Um, so let's see what else, what else, what else. The OzFest documentary that was shot in 1999 is finally uh, going to be there. It's finally going to get released. This is directed by Penelope Spheris. You probably know her from The Decline of Western Civilization 1, 2, and 3. Also Wayne's World. Also some other movies. She shot a whole documentary, followed the whole festival around, did interviews with everybody, and then Sharon and Ozzy shelved it for some reason. It did a premiere back in the summer in L.A., and I believe it's going to get a wide release this year. Joey Francois 813 is here. I have a feeling you're from L.A. Check out Gloomchild. Is that your band, uh, Joey Francois, or your friends? Let me know. Uh, so, yeah, OzFest documentary finally coming out, and it was a pretty cool lineup. It was like... Slipknot's first tour ever, Ozzy and Black Sabbath. Um, supposedly the final performance ever for Black Sabbath did not, not the case. Uh, Puffy Borden to Faith and More played drums. Typo Negative, I think, was on that one. Maybe uh, Drain STH, Power Man 5000. Uh, it was a really cool tour. Slayer. It was a really cool tour. Thanks to everybody who's been here. Is Ozzy done with that ghost thing, or did they do the travel? Oh, the, the yeah. I think he can't do those kind of shows anymore because he just can't move around. It's like, it's like grueling to shoot a television show. It's a lot of person hours. Uh, fun, fun story. I'll answer your question in one second. Enter the hollow. Uh, fun, fun fact. I once hung out with the guys who do the Ghost Hunters TV show in a roof deck like a presidential like presidential suite at the Meridian Hotel in Boston. I cannot fully tell you the details of what happened that night, but it involved a lot of drinking and drugs. Wild shit. And fancy cheeses for some reason. They had a huge plate of fancy cheese. I don't know why. I will not say who did what, but fancy cheeses. NotFest did announce, and they have done some NotFest without Slipknot, right? And they're not doing the NotFest, no pun intended, NotFest Australia, I think. And it's Pantera as the headliner. So, I mean, Ozzy had OzFest without Ozzy, and they weren't as successful or good. Uh, I woke up, and I didn't know where my draws were. Uh, I was <clears throat> blotto, bro. No idea what the hell was going on. Uh, I don't party like that anymore. But, uh, yeah, I don't. I feel like Slipknot is a big enough brand with their website and everything they do. I don't think I would go on the cruise if they weren't participating. But I feel like you could get away. Australia's so 
small, and there's probably only one or two or three dates to the major cities, New South Wales, Sydney, Melbourne. I feel like you could get away with a, sl a Slipknot festival without them probably can exist because they're not, you know, Corey has said he's got about 10 years left at this band and then he's got to pack it in. He can't physically perform like that anymore. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to see, uh, you don't want to see Slipknot sitting down. Do you? I don't, I just don't. Uh, all right, moving on. Here's the Dillinger news, Dillinger compound. If you're looking at this and you can see this photo, like Ben Wyman looks like Dimitri Mininakis just like farted and he smelled it. So these guys put up a teaser on social media, you know, Dillinger Escape Plan founding guitar player and original vocalist or main, you know, first longtime vocalist. Dillinger's got an anniversary next year, like 25 years from their uh, debut album. And uh, they just put up a weird teaser of them hanging out and, with some 2024 stuff on it. So a lot of rumors that maybe there'll be a reunion tour. I think more likely this is for a vinyl reissue. There have already been a bunch of vinyl reissues of Dillinger records. I know. And people are kind of burned out on the reissue of the reissue of the issue. Karen Scott is here. What's up, Karen Scott? Good to see you. So um, I don't think it's going to be a tour or if it is a tour, it's going to be a brief tour because suicidals, Ben Wyman is a rhythm guitarist, is suicidal, and he is busy with them. They have a whole year touring booked and a new album coming out, probably. They just started to record and put it down. Um, but yeah, I mean, would I like to see it? I was at one of the I was at two of the last three Dillinger shows in New York City, and I saw Dimitri come on with them. Shout out to Seven Sons and my homie Earl Manine, and they came out and played. Earl came out and played too, but I don't know if they would do a full-on reunion. There's been talk about Furnace Fest. We saw the tease last year where it was like a lot of hype, like maybe they're going to play uh, Furnace Fest. I think someday Dillinger will come back. Like I said earlier at the top of the show, Ben and Greg have been shitting on each other in the press a little bit. Greg was like, oh, you know, we got offered reunion stuff and we turned it down. And then Ben is like, yeah, it's not Greg's band and it never was. It's like he's you know, we appreciate him and he's really talented and he is a huge contributor to these albums and tours, but he's not making the decisions for this band. I am basically without saying it, he said it. And, uh, you know, Greg is also swamped busy with his uh, solo career, better lovers. Black queen has got an album coming out this year in 2024 soon. So like, I just don't know if Dillinger would, re would Dillinger reunite with Greg? Not soon, maybe someday. Grilling with Dillinger reunite with Dimitri, maybe for a mini tour, um, weekend of shows in New Jersey or New York, or something big like Furnace Fest or some other hardcore fest, right? Uh, oh, I know they were all tagged in the post. I know, uh, they're probably trying to sell the I think it's going to be a vinyl repress and they're trying to sell records. Would they get together and do a tour? I think it'd be fun. Would it be all? I mean, Dimitri's not going to go do a whole tour, and I'm even surprised how much Ben is touring with Suicidal. But the money again must be awesome. Uh, yeah, Dillinger was incredible live. I even saw them in small clubs and things. I saw Dillinger with Dimitri in a mall in New Jersey in 1999, literally on a flatbed stage parked inside of a mall, uh, next to like a Orange Julius and Auntie Annie's pretzels. Uh, yeah, good band. All right. 
Almost done. Metallica's marching band competition is still going on. Go over to Metallica, uh, for whom the band tolls.com and vote for the best marching band. There's all kinds of prizes. They go to schools. They go to all these kind of mar- you know, colleges, high schools. Uh, it's pretty killer. Uh, Metallica doing a lot of charitable things at this late stage in their career. Nice to see them raise money for people. Um, yeah. Hopeless Records. Infamous punk rock, metalcore, hardcore label Hopeless Records is celebrating 30 years this week. There's a museum that's going to move around from place to place all next year with Hopeless memorabilia and history. And, uh, I mean, they put out some uh, – the current roster of Hopeless is killer. Uh, Bayside, Destroy Boys, uh, Neck Deep. Pink Shift, who I interviewed at Riot Fest, Paris, who I love, Scene Queen, who's a big, you know, becoming a big star, Stand Atlantic, who's a big rock band, uh, Trash Boat, who people like, Trophy Eyes, The Wonder Years, but also they're like lengthy history of punk rock. They're so important as a label. So just super excited. Glad that I get to work with them vis a vis covering their artists and sometimes interviewing them. We interviewed Bayside uh, last year, I uh, interviewed Nick. It was really great. And so, yeah. Uh, Congratulations to Hopeless Records on 30 years. Almost done. Getty Lee is on tour doing sort of a book readings from his new book, My Effin' Life. And uh, he's been dropping a lot of Rush stuff, specifically. Uh, Urban Gorilla Wizard 57 is here. I love your name. If you got a cool, fun name, I will tell you Urban Gorilla Wizard. So, uh, yeah. Um, faux show, faux show. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think it's interesting nonetheless. Uh, the Getty is dropping a lot of things, a lot of rush sort of nuggets that we didn't know. He's got almost a whole record of stuff left over from his solo record a few years ago. This book is very cathartic for him. I'm in the middle of it right now. And he is definitely approached Alec Lifeson about maybe going on tour to pay tribute to Rush's music with a new drummer. It'd have to be the right kind of person. Also, also, he said that maybe someday they will make new music, but may or may not call it Rush because he couldn't even pick up the bass after Neil Peart died. Um, I'm not Canadian. I know some people say Peart and some people say Peart. I'm very sorry. Uh, I say things wrong. Patrick Waylon Brooks has joined on TikTok. How are you, Patrick? Uh, thank you to everybody that's like tuning in live. It's been quite a crowd the last few years of people. Uh, let's see. Papa Smalls was here on the Twitch. Thanks so much. Uh, how about that? Uh, yeah, Amityville. I mean, you'd have to get down to Long Island, homie. Uh, and uh, and also, hi, Papa Smalls. I don't know if you're still here, but if you are, awesome. Appreciate you, brother. You just got confirmed for Lorna Shore. That's going to be exciting. Exciting to have that coverage. Get some close up, some more close up photos of Lorna Shore. But if you're a big progressive rock nerd like I grew up, you know, Rush is one of your holy grails. I rushed really hard as a little kid. And then I rushed away to thrash metal and punk rock and death metal. And then I rushed back in the 90s. Uh, I did not go to the last Rush tour. And I am regretting that. I was like, oh, I'll catch the next one. Didn't know that Neil was sick. So, oh well. Uh, be very interesting to see what Getty does. The book is a. Uh, a page turner it is. You should definitely pick it up if you love Rush. Very emotional book. Here's Machine Head. Uh, Machine Head Studio in uh, the Bay Area, not too far from where I live, had a flood. Uh, people are very accustomed to seeing Machine Head. They were wondering why they were off tour and not doing their Friday Electric Happy Hour live streams, which were not only amazing, 
fun and actually made money for the band during the time when there was no tours or shows. And this flood is their gear is okay, but the studio's wrecked. So they're going to do no electric happy hours between now and when their tour kicks off January 19th here in San Francisco with Fair Factory. Joshua Wharton is here, 7320. So, uh, yeah, no, you know, Machine Head's stage gear is okay. Their guitars, all their stuff that they play is all safe, but their studio environment is wrecked and they won't be able to have their live stream. Maybe by the time they get back from that tour, and they rebuild, they will be able to do it. By the way, Rob Flynn also said, listen, it's the holidays. The economy is fucked right now. And a lot of people are struggling. They do not want to go fund me. They do not want people to try to raise money to send them. They have insurance. They're going to fix it themselves. Obviously, I will say, you know, if you want to support Machine Head and you're a big fan, you can go to their merch store. They have their own merch store, 10 Ton Trading, like 10 Ton Hammer, and uh, buy some of their stuff. There's a brand new... Uh, through the Ashes of Empires vinyl repress out now from Nuclear Blast. Chrissy was here on, on TikTok, and I'm a, I am ordered one because I'm ridiculous, and I love all that shit. All right. Uh, here's Tim Lambesis. Everybody, you know Tim Lambesis for As I Lay Dying, but he also has his side band, Austrian Death Machine. They have a new record coming out. They're first in a long while. Basically, Death metal with Arnold Schwarzenegger vocals. Uh, yep, Tim is back. No other notes. Where did I get the poster? Are you asking about the Iron Maiden flag behind me or this Capra flag? Cap this Capra, the awesome post-hardcore and hardcore band, sent this sent that to me. Uh, I love them. And their album is one of my favorites of this year, too. I probably will do a video with my personal picks for the year aside from ghost cult uh yeah maiden uh i think i got it probably from the internet from amazon or something um i might have picked it up at a metal store i was shopping at i went riot fest was selling flags and posters at, at a vendor i've had that thing for a long time since back when i lived in brooklyn i live in california now this show will be a podcast jamie on tiktok we have a podcast at ghost cult mag the ghost cult magazine podcast our countdown for the album a year is there uh, interviews with bands, our album previews every week of the new music that's coming out. Everything is there. This meme is really hilarious. Young ZZ Top with no beards kind of looks like a young Midwest grindcore band. This absolutely does. Uh, kind of reminds me, maybe not Midwest, but it reminds me of the band Noisem, who are from Oklahoma, I think. Really hilarious. All right. So yeah, this show is a podcast. We have a podcast series. We have other podcasts we support. I'm the co-host of another podcast where we talk about craft beer, vinyl collecting, band series, all kinds of stuff. Let us quickly run through just a handful of the new music that is out this week. We are getting to the end of the year, so we have very few new albums left to support, but a couple out this week that you should know about includes some avant-garde black metal, Active Entropy, we Pirwell on the Centipede Abyss label. Atreyu's new album, The Beautiful Dark of Life, if you like some metalcore, is out on Spine Farm Records. Uh, Health, probably the biggest record of the month. The Health, the industrial metal band, their new album, Rat Wars, is coming out on Loma Vista Recordings. Same label as Corn and Ghost. I interviewed the band. It's probably coming out in two or three weeks still. Polar Sun, if you like some stony, stoner, progressive, stoner music like Elder, that's on their new album, Wax and Wayne is self-released. 
Save Us by the band Lucid is out on Year of the Rat. That's an alternative metal. Tijuana Bibles is a punk rock band. Uh, their album Free Milk is out on Button Up Music. Crypt Worm, the death metal band from the awesome underground labels Mesaka Unojo and Pulverized Records. Their album is Oozing Radioactive Vomitation. You can't go wrong. But, uh, sometimes I love me some Molly, Molly Hatchet, the, the old boogie rock band. I love those guys. Um, I think I saw them. I was talking about BOC. I think I saw them open for Blue Oyster Cult like 30 years ago. Um, some version of Molly Hatchet. And I think one of those guys left to go be in Skinnered, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Evergrey's new record. Oh, that's next week. So yeah, that's uh, Tijuana Bibles. That's the last one for this week. I think there's some other stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, we got a few more reviews left this year before it's all said and done. So that's the new music coming out. And speaking of some classic rock, we're going to end this with we usually do what is in our mailbag. And so last week I, I had a vinyl. The week before I had some Funkos. The week before that I had some books. I'm back on the vinyl shit as we get to the end of the year. And I picked up this super sale at uh, the Sound of Sound Pollution Records online store, and they were having a, a super sale for like 20 bucks with free shipping. So if you tell me there's, the Metal Mailman is here, if you tell me there's free shipping involved, I'm definitely down, because shipping is the number one concern I have about getting records shipped to me, because it costs a fortune, almost as much sometimes as the records. I prefer to go to the record store and just buy stuff organically. But anyway, this record store was having a big sale, and I picked up a record I have never had on vinyl, but had for many years on CD. And that is the Allman Brothers live at the Fillmore East, arguably one of the best live albums in classic rock history. Here it is for you guys on TikTok and Instagram. You must know this record if you like classic rock. It's got the beautiful reproduction of the gatefold from when I was a kid. Uh, all the hits are on here. Statesboro Blues, Done Somebody Wrong, Stormy Monday, You Don't Love Me. Atlanta in memory of Elizabeth Reed, and of course, the all time great side four whipping post, probably one of the best songs ever just by itself. And I have the vinyl here. There's not really a lot of special packaging. What do you expect for 20 bucks? But um, it did come in a mylar. You got to normalize that mylar inside and out for your vinyls because static is the killer of your vinyl and your record players. But here's the uh, vinyl, just a classic 180 gram with the Awesome. Mercury Records is now owned by Warner Brothers, but the Mercury Records red label was a thing from my childhood. Any record that had this, the Black Sabbath records of my childhood were all Mercury and had these. So very cool. The Fillmore East is a place uh, of legend. Many, many concerts and bands got their debut there. There's still the Fillmore in Philadelphia. There's the Fillmore here in San Francisco, but the Fillmore East is long gone. And there, there's the picture of it, just in case you wanted to see it one more time. Rest in power to some of those guys, including uh, Dwayne Allman. And that is our show. The, that's the show here. We are at the end. Uh, three weeks left to the year. I want everybody to go have a safe and happy weekend. Thanks so much for being here. This conversation was amazing. An hour and 14 is a little long for this show, but... I, a lot of you stuck it out the whole way, and I'm really happy about it. Uh, if you like what you saw, Through and Through is here. Hey, we got your interview coming up soon, Through and Through. Uh, we're still trying to cut through all our stuff from Riot Fest that we uh, have been struggling to get out. But we love chatting with you, and that's coming up. Uh, killer, killer band there, Through and Through. 
Uh, so that's our show, man. Thanks for hanging out. Once again, I'm heading over to see Death Heaven. I'll tell you how it is. There'll be a review. And uh, as we say every week at this juncture of the show, it's a tough time in the world. So please take care of yourselves, take care of everybody else, and stay as metal as humanly possible. See you next week.